Blog Talk Radio. Well, good morning or good afternoon, depending on where you are in Blog Talk Radio Land. And today we will be having a show with Dr. Fred Valdez. This is our Dr. Fred Says show that we do every week and have been doing for the past three years. And we usually cover the state of health in the world today, and we cover a topic that's related oftentimes to essential oils. And today that's exactly where Dr. Valdez is going, is the title of our show today is Your Body When It's Under Stress and Using Essential Oils as an Option. And he's going to cover some some of the great oils that are out there to benefit us. And in case you're not familiar with him, he works and teaches part-time at a medical school that's close to Miami, Florida. And his background is emergency medicine. He spent many years studying complementary medicine. Within his team are doctors, chiropractors, therapists, alternative health care practitioners, and professional athletes. And on that note, I'm going to pass the call over to you and welcome Dr. Fred Valdez. Well, thank you, Denise. And this is a great topic. You know, stress is always a great topic. Uh, you know, we live in a stressed-out society, and, uh, and there's a lot of reasons for that. But I wanted to go a little bit generic at the beginning of the show and, and define stress a little bit. Uh, you know, we have two types of stress. We have chronic stress, and we, ha- we have acute stress. And acute stress is the one that, uh, you know, the fight-or-flight uh, syndrome thing, when we face a, a, a danger or a problem immediately, you know, everything goes up. Your blood pressure goes up and so on and so forth. Your body gets ready to fight or flight. That's what's called the, the fight-or-flight response. But once that, that moves away, uh, that decreases. You know, we supposedly relax a little bit or whatever. But I'm going to talk about the, the chronic uh, stress that is really, really the long-term killer because it affects every single system in our bodies. So I, I kind of wanted to do a little bit of a background uh, on that uh, and then, uh, you know, the, the talk about what options do we have for stress. So we're going to go system by system. I'll try to keep it short. I know we have a, a time constraint in the show. Uh, but, you know, starting with the respiratory system, stress uh, usually increases the breathing rate. You know, it makes breathing harder. It compromises oxygen supply for the, for the tissues. And especially in patients that have pre-existing respiratory disorders, you know, like emphysema, lung conditions, and asthma. Uh, acute stress uh, worsens the asthmatic conditions, of course, but it compromises the airway passage and, and it constricts the lung muscles, the alveoli in the lungs. And uh, stress you know, triggers rapid breathing, increases the rate, of course, and causes hyperventilation. You know, it worsens the panic episodes. And, you know, we hear about people who have panic episodes. Uh, that's, that's also that's a stress component on that, too. Uh, and so breathing exercises, you know, uh, can help that. But, again, uh, you know, we always talk about Realville and Dreamville, and, uh, you know, most people do not uh, take time of the day to do proper exercises and, and stuff like that. Now, the, the musculoskeletal system, uh, you know, I want to touch briefly on migraines, uh, migraine headaches. Uh, migraine uh, is usually a chronic muscle tension on the shoulders and the head and the neck regions. So, you know, chronic stress related uh, disorders are associated with body disuse-related muscular atrophies. So this is a stress-related muscle tension, and, and you can minimize that by doing certain things. But, but again, on, on the muscular system, uh, we can uh, touch on migraines a little bit, and we know a lot of people who suffer from migraines. And, of course, the, the options on that, for the most part, are, are drugs. Uh, now, 
the one point that I want to stress on the show today is the endocrine system. Uh, pre or postmenopausal women are at higher risk of developing stress-related heart conditions. Uh, postmenopausal women tend to develop low estrogen. We know that, uh, low estrogen levels. And they're more prone to stress-related ailments. Now, during stress, yeah, this is a little bit of anatomy here, the hypothalamus part of the brain signals to the pituitary gland, which is the master gland, the control gland, and the autonomic nervous system to release stress hormones like cortisol. And, and the, the buzzword for the show is cortisol, cortisol. And I think we did a show on cortisol and weight, uh, you know, a couple of years ago. Uh, cortisol and epinephrine. Now, this triggers excessive glucose production in the liver. Uh, so uh, releasing more blood sugar into the system. And this process can worsen the symptoms in patients with pre-existing type 2 diabetes and obesity. So, you know, when we talk about stress, we often think about uh, stress, you know, the heart and all that. But, but it affects every system in your body. Now, of course, talking about heart, cardiovascular system, we're talking about uh, short-term stress. Uh, it can cause strong heart muscle contractions, you know, palpitations, uh, elevated heart rate, elevated, uh, and then again, hormones like cortisol kicks up, and, and everything goes out of whack when, when your cortisol levels are up, along with the adrenaline uh, part. So these hormones, uh, you know, what, what, what they do in your body is uh, they lead to rapid heart rate, they increase respiratory rate, and uh, alter glucose levels. So, you know, compromise digestive function, and they dilate the arms and the leg muscles. Uh, so uh, this is, a, again, we're talking about the fight-or-flight response of the body. So the cardiovascular system, and, of course, we can mention high blood pressure, you know, it's one of the biggest, biggest uh, causes of heart attacks in North America. So, so there's a big, big stress component. And, again, folks, this is not your daily... Uh, you know, something that happens all of a sudden and your stress level goes up and then it comes down. We're talking about the sustained chronic type stress and, and tied to the cortisol, which can affect you know, your heart rate. Now, nervous system, of course, when we talk stress, uh, we think about the nervous system. Uh, you know, emotional stre stress, uh, it, it also triggers a fight or flight response on, on the body, and we get elevated adrenaline levels. Uh, on the GI system, your gastro gastrointestinal system, also we have uh, alterations on, on eating patterns. Uh, you know, you, we've heard the term stress eating, okay? Uh, you know, I always joke, if you're Italian, how do you cure stress when you're Italian? You eat, <laughs> you know, you, you sit at the table and you eat pasta. Uh, so, you know, we call it stress eating. So overeating or increased alcohol intake or tobacco intake uh, can cause uh, a lot of problems in the digestive system. So stress also affects the system that way. And then, you know, the reproductive system, uh, it causes a release of, again, the buzzword cortisol hormone, and the cortisol hormone alters testosterone levels, sperm production, uh, and maturation. And it can result in impotence and, and uh, erectile dysfunction in men. Uh, it affects the immune system overall. Uh, it affects the urethra, the prostate, the, the testes, and in women, it can cause painful and irregular menstrual cycles. Uh, you know, it can worsen the, the pre-menstrual uh, syndrome, the menopause, uh, related to hormonal imbalances and, and miscarriages. So uh, stress is a much, much bigger killer uh, than, than we think 
about sometimes. And especially, let me reemphasize that a little bit, uh, we're talking about two types of stress. We're talking about the acute stress. Uh, you get scared. Something scares you. You know, your heart rate goes up. Your pupils dilate. That's a fight or flight syndrome. And uh, adrenaline is the one hormone that's responsible for that. But after the danger is gone, you, your body reacts by slowing down. But the problem is the cortisol. And we did a show on cortisol levels. Uh, cortisol maintains that fight or flight uh, uh, response in your body at a higher level than it should be, even though the danger is gone. And this is a, the stress, for example, of uh, bad traffic, uh, getting late to work, uh, working too late, uh, not being able to pick up your kids on time from school, and so on and so on and so on. Uh, that's the daily stress that maintains this cortisol levels elevated. So what are the answers? You know, uh, we, we see a lot of, you know, publications and a lot of uh, uh, advice, health advice and by, by health practitioners from that and say you should exercise daily, you should uh, run a little bit or walk a little bit, you should swim. You know, if you have a pool, you go in the pool and you swim. And those, all those things are fantastic. And you should watch your diet. You know, and I, I love when people say that, but health practitioners, doctors say that. You watch your diet. You watch what? You know, in real bill, uh, the, the diet is awful. We have awful diets. So, so what are the answers to reduce stress besides drugs? And, and you know, of course, we know that, that some of the, the, uh, the stressor, uh, anti-stressor drugs are super, super popular in this country. It's a multi-billion with a B dollar industry. You know, we take it used to be Valium, and now, now we have at least ten or fifteen different drugs to reduce anxiety and reduce that stress and all that. And that's not a great answer because we all know that what those drugs do eventually, uh, they, you know, they, they diminish their action, and then of course we change the drug or we increase the dosage, and the side effects, of course. Uh, are, are, we won't go into that because we know the side effects are, are really awful uh, in your health uh, on, on a long-term uh, uh, condition. So what are the answers? You know, uh, we, you talk about oils, essential oils, and it's impossible in, in the time frame of the show to talk about, uh, you know, all the oils that can actually help you relieve stress. But I'm just going to mention one because pretty much what, what caught my eye this week, Denise, in researching for the show was, a study that was just done uh, finished in, in 2016, at the end of 2016. So it's a fairly, fairly recent study. It's only uh, publication. It's only about four months old. And this was a, a very well-done study uh, by the University of Wisconsin uh, on people. This is not a study on rats or animals. This is a study on people. Uh, and the study was on lavender oil and the positive effects on reduction of cortisol levels. Uh, in humans, uh, I consider that a very, very serious study. Uh, you know how lavender, uh, and we've known, you know, lavender relaxes you, and we love the smell, and we know all that. We've known all that for years. Uh, but this is a, a clinically, you know, double-blind, placebo-controlled study uh, on lavender and the effects of lavender on cortisol and the reduction of the cortisol effects that's that's uh, induced by the use of lavender. Uh, essential oil. Uh, the the best way it was uh, aromatherapy. Believe it or not, uh, we are finding out that that aromatherapy does have a place not only in folklore, not only because they smell good, but it has a place. And we touched on this a couple of weeks ago because the the molecules from the oil, the components from the oil that affect you, uh, go straight 
to the limbic system of the brain. And the limbic system, uh, you know, controls a lot of areas that brings us down, makes us feel um, calm, uh, calms down from the stress situations, and so on and so forth. So this is a very, very serious study that uh, on lavender oil. Now, the question always becomes, uh, you know, what oil uh, should, should we buy? You know, and just before the show, I just decided to peek a little bit into uh, some of the websites, Amazon and stuff like that, and look at oils. And, and, and you know, I saw oils in there, uh, $7, $8 a 10-ounce bottle or a 7-ounce bottle for 7 bucks, and, and sometimes free shipping. And, you know, and the question that, that, I, that I have always is $7 a bottle. Uh, the company that sells that on Amazon is not selling it because they love you. They're selling it to make a profit. Now, if they make a profit uh, on hundreds of bottles at seven bucks a bottle, the question is, and free shipping, by the way, the question is, what is in that bottle? And, you know, I'm sure that a lot of the people uh, buy that lavender oil because it's only seven bucks a bottle. And the question is, do you want to trust that? Do you want to put that into your body? Do you want to smell that? Don't forget the way that oils work. They actually get into your body. They get... They, they should get to the cell level. Now, we talked about the different grades of oils a couple of weeks ago. And, and you know, there's, there's uh, oils that are synthetic, uh, very cheaply uh, to make. They're just synthetic. There's, there's no lavender in them. It's just all synthetic. You sell them cheap, and they could smell like lavender, but they're not lavender. And then there, you know, there's a lot of variations as far as when you hear, for, for example, therapeutic oils. That doesn't mean anything. That means that uh, it gave you some benefit. This little, maybe there's some lavender in it, maybe there's not. There's no control. And then there is clinical-grade essential oils. And the only company that I know of, Denise, that has the clinical-grade essential oils is a company uh, called Amel Essential Oils, which is the vision of the, the company we're associated with called Seed International. Now, why are these Amel oils different? Well, they use clinical grade oils. They are the only company, as far as I know, that uses the same purity oil, the same potency uh, that the oils are used in the clinical trials. And that's really important. Uh, on top of that, uh, they have, have something called CERT-5, which is an extra five-step vetting process that ensures where the oil came from, uh, uh, you know, who the vendor is, uh, uh, you know, how was it picked, uh, there's no pesticides, organic, and so on, and so on, and so on. So it ensures all that. And also, we have our own plant where the oils are produced. We don't, we don't buy oils from, from another vendor because they're cheaper or whatever, and we sell them, a, uh, you know, a lot more expensive and make a profit. Uh, you need to be very careful with what you put inside your body. Uh, it's all about, you know, does the oil get to the cell level? How long does it stay there? And what happens to the oil to, when the cell divides? How much of the oil, the benefits stay in the cell when you have cell division, which happens constantly in your body? So those are all factors that were studied uh, by the male scientists. And we have a, a, probably the, some of the top, top uh, authorities in the world in essential oils that were attracted uh, to our company that are in the advisory boards and the scientific board. So uh, that's the amount division of essential oils of CG International. So uh, lavender, folks, absolutely. It's not just because it smells pretty, and you can use it in so many ways. You can, you can drink lavender tea. 
you can uh, use it topically. You can rub it on your wrist. You can rub it uh, on your neck. You can use it as, as cologne, like lavender cologne. Uh, but the, the most effective way, according to the study, for the reduction of stress is aromatherapy. It's, it's inhaling the lavender. Now you can use it uh, with a diffuser. It's great. You can put the you know 10, 20 drops of lavender on a, on a diffuser, and you can turn that on and have smell the lavender in a room. Or you can actually rub it on your hands. In my favorite way, just rub it in your hands. Put three or four drops in your hands. Rub it, and then inhale deeply, two or three times from your hands. Uh, and that is the most effective way, according to this study that was just published, uh, to reduce the stress uh, levels uh, related to and linked with the cortisol, uh, the, hor- the hormone cortisol levels that cause that fight or flight syndrome to be sustained. So, Denise, if you have any comments to make, I'll pass the show back to you. Well, thank you. Yeah, that's very interesting and great to have a, a brand new study. Wow, that's four months old. That's good. I know myself, I love lavender oil, and I diffuse it almost every night. put it on just before I go to bed, and I let the diffuser stay on, and I sleep quite nicely when that lavender oil is there, and we know the quality of it, too. And speaking of quality, I'm not sure if a lot of people know, but when you're looking at something on Amazon, and like you said, it was $7 a bottle, well, that could have come also from China, because... Amazon has a great subsidiary company that does a lot of work with overseas and like Chinese businesses, etc., Malaysia. And they bring in these oils, and they're actually probably their base cost on that oil could be even 50 cents a bottle. So when you look at yeah. it from that point, what what really is in that bottle that well, exactly. the end price exactly. ends up being $7 a bottle? Yeah. And it wasn't just lavender. They had they had other oils uh, also, and you know, seven, nine dollars a bottle, uh, twelve. You know, nothing, nothing was over ten or twelve. So you go and free shipping. You know, and you go, wait a minute, how can they? How can they? They're in it for a profit. So where are the oils coming from? Uh, The the mention in China is is really important uh, because you know. Let me make a comment here, Denise. Not related to lavender, but. Uh, I found out uh, a few weeks back that a lot of the garlic, for example, when we talk about blue shells and nutrition and all that, a lot, I'm talking a lot of the garlic that we use in the States uh, comes from China. So, uh, and you know, and, and I just don't trust it. Uh, I just, there's no regulation. They, they can grow it anywhere they want. They can do as many pesticides as they want. Uh, so we, because we, we're not there. We, we, we can't control how they grow it. Uh, and of course, they they grow it and they sell it cheap, and we we buy it cheap and we use it. So a lot of the, the garlic, you know, check the source. If you use, I love garlic. I, I, garlic is not only healthy for you. I just love garlic. But uh, test the source. Find out the source. Make sure it's either, it's either from California or uh, that it is organic. It's not that much more expensive. Make sure it's truly organic. So you know, but the, that's the topic for another show. We we'll talk about nutrition mm-hmm. and fruits and stuff like that. Yeah, that's that's very true. And uh, if you've ever done business in in China, in the world of health, we know that they really don't care what leaves their country. Like, there's no restriction. What comes into their country is a total different story. So yeah. that's a fact because we've worked with companies over there and we know how this works. And so that can be very scary when you think, like you said, pesticides and what's going on to that food that we're ingesting into our bodies. Well, on that note, I guess our time is just about up here, and thank you very much for all your research that you're doing, and this is great information. 
And we would like to um, ask you if you could give out your email address so that anyone could ask you any questions, please. Of course, of course. My email is fredvaldez56 at gmail.com. Uh, that email again is fredvaldez56 at gmail.com, uh, the number 56, and of course, Valdez is spelled with an S, not a V. Well, thank you. And if you'd like any more information about the oils, the company has a great website. It's ameo.com, and it's spelled A is in Apple, M is in Mary, E is in Edward, O is in Orange, dot com. And that is just, it's it's a, a very uh, wonderful place to do any research on essential oils. And on that note, we'd like to say thank you for joining us. Thank you for continuing to support this show. And we will see you again next week. Have a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye.